When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Playoffs? Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Love the playoffs. Love the divisional round. Usually some great games. Surprised at uh, how uh, not competitive Vegas seems to think these games are. Um, very curious after talking to Joe about this Chiefs Pills game. Yeah, that's the marquee game, I that's suppose, when you yeah. have Allen yeah. versus Mahomes, the latest uh, iteration of that rivalry, which people are comparing to Brady versus Manning, and maybe the two uh, teams with the best quarterbacks left in the AFC, although Lamar Jackson would like a word. I think the Bills Chiefs is like the most marquee, biggest marquee game. But I do look at the other three. Very, you could look at it from the Chicago prism. Be very interested in, in in all of them. Obviously, in the NFC, you got the Lions and the Packers. If they meet in the NFC Championship game next week, we should just cancel the shows because everyone's going to be like wanting to just be in the fetal position if you're a Bears fan and not pay attention to what's going on. Because if the Lions play the Packers for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, goodness, that yeah. would be tough to take at Hallis Hall. Okay. That would be rough. Just play that out for a second in, in your head. What would be the worst-case scenario? Packers beat the Lions in overtime to go to the Super Bowl, and Jordan Love is the guy that looks like the difference maker for the next decade, like he did last week. And then becomes the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's going to <laughs> Disney World, and Matt LaFleur celebrating, and he's going to oh. you know, look at his career and all the development. Goodness sakes, that would be difficult. And then the Bears it would be is. saying, well, you know what? We're, we're interviewing our 14th offensive coordinator candidate. <laughs> but we're going to catch you eventually. So I think when you look at those two games and you've got 49ers and Packers, Lions and Bucks, intriguing for obvious reasons we can get into later. I also think, though, from a Bears fan perspective, the Texans-Ravens game is interesting to me. And here's, here's mm. why the number one reason on the list Again, everything very myopic here. You've got a contrast in styles. You've got the Justin Fields quarterback style with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens versus the Caleb Williams quarterback style in C.J. Stroud and the Texans. May the best, most elite quarterback win. Now, the Ravens have a better team. But if the Texans have any chance at all of pulling the upset, it's going to be because C.J. Stroud – has an elite game because he is an elite talent and he's the kind of quarterback that you win because of. That's the only chance they have. I, I think that's very interesting. I, you know, I love 
when players win games, when you look at someone and they make plays. What you really wouldn't want to see is whether, whether you want to call it Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, one of those guys just not playing well enough, not having a good game, being the guy that, uh, that fails as opposed to having someone else just outperform you and, and win the game. You just can't have someone make a mistake. And those are the guys. I think, under the most pressure this weekend. I think that, you know, we can sit here and say Josh Allen played so well last week. His acceleration through the hole when he saw that they were giving up on him and that touchdown run was a great play in a playoff game. It was like a 50-yard touchdown run. And, uh, and wow, he really answered a lot of questions. But were they expected to be in trouble in that game? I don't believe so. No, no, not at all. Now, I, Mahomes, yeah. if you lose this game, if you fumble the ball, if you – I mean, I, I want him to play a really good game. I don't want him to be the reason because I feel like Dak Prescott played terrible. Well, all these quarterbacks are under the same sort of microscope and have that same sort of reality except for, I think, Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is the guy that is uh, spending house money at this point, and he doesn't have he doesn't have the kind of pressure or the things that are at stake in his career, legacy, or reputation that the other quarterbacks do. If you're Jared Goff, you look at it differently because maybe he has a degree of pressure that was relieved, but he's also playing at home. And I think you look at. He's, they have a team that's favored to win at home because of that. The other quarterbacks have a lot riding on it, except for I, I don't. I don't look at Baker Mayfield. His season could end ingloriously, and and he could make all the mistakes, and 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 he could flame out against the Lions. He could still say, "Well, you know what? We're here because I I played at a, at a high enough level, and, and I'm not supposed to be here. They signed me to compete with Kyle Trask." I think. I think uh, Jordan Love has very limited pressure on him because he won not just a playoff game but a road playoff game. I think that was a huge thing to achieve. And if he now goes to San Francisco and isn't as good, well, they weren't supposed to even be in San Francisco. That's true. I think that's that's a good point. He he definitely – doesn't go in with as, as heavy of a burden as some of these other guys. No. But I do think that the pressure is on him. The only way they win is if he has a good game. Oh, no no doubt about and, it. But, I mean, isn't his season a success? Season one is a success because they got in the playoffs. They, they beat their alleged rival to ensure it. And then they won on the road against the Cowboys. No doubt about it. Season Huge. one is renewed for season two, and you think it's going yeah. to be a hit. And That's I think, the problem with Jordan Love. I, I think the same thing for C.J. Stroud, that that he made the playoffs, they got in, and they won a playoff game. It was at home, but they beat a really good defense. They beat a team that you thought was going to win that game on defense. Also true. I just think that with those guys, they have to play well for their teams to win uh, those games. Right. I don't know if the Bucks have to have Baker Mayfield be at the top of his game for them to beat the Lions. That defense could be opportunistic. That running game could get going. And I think Baker Mayfield could be in the vicinity of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they're going to make plays for him. I, 
that that's a it's an interesting it's an interesting situation because Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud are kind of in similar situations that they put themselves in, based on how they played last week. Here's a text. Let me just get your take on this. It says that this a guy who says that the Bears playing um, or the Bears fans watching the Packers Lions championship game would be happy about it because they're familiar teams. There's Midwest football pride. You know the division. I, I mean, I don't agree with that at all. You think that people here would take Midwest football pride in the Packers and Not a Lions chance. winning? Not no a way. Not a chance. No way. More than anything else, you want the um, you, you would be you'd be going to bed extremely jealous of whatever whoever you knew that were fans of the Packers and the Lions, and concerned that. The Bears aren't getting any closer. Exactly. The Bears aren't taking the North. They're in last place, and they're not going to get past Green Bay anytime soon if that quarterback's that good. And uh, and Detroit is uh, if they you know you played them well, maybe Detroit would be okay because you. But you don't even match up with the Packers. Detroit is a problem because of the depth of the roster. Right. That's the problem where you're looking at the Lions because. Yeah, you could say and talk yourself into the idea that Jared Goff is not going to be as dangerous uh, as other quarterbacks in the league, but you sleep on him and at your own risk. But but, but it's the power of the roster and their depth. If they somehow win another road playoff game, what does that say about the quarterback? Who, the Packers or the Lions? The Packers! The The Lions are at home. I mean, they should win. I, and I get it, but and I think I think a lot of these teams are on house money, including Green Bay, including Tampa, including Houston. But I I would be if somehow the Packers uh, were to go to San Francisco and eliminate them after already winning in Dallas, that's a disaster. Well, that's where I think you talk about the quarterback under the most pressure. And I, and I don't know if it's anybody that we've mentioned yet. Brock Purdy is potentially under the most pressure because he's the quarterback of the best team. And when you're the quarterback of the best team in the playoffs and you have a week off and you're playing at home and you have a hot team coming in, right? You, you've got to stay within yourself if you're Brock Purdy. You've got to manage the game successfully. And I know that some people view that – as an insult, but you can't turn the football over because as Dak Prescott and the Cowboys proved, that's the way the Packers will beat you. Jordan Love can do his thing, but if you have a defense creating takeaways and pick sixes and all that stuff, that's when things get away from you in a hurry. See, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say that Brock Purdy has less pressure on him, significantly less pressure on him than Kyle Shanahan. You know, Kyle Shanahan has decided that this is the quarterback I'm sticking with. This is the guy. They've they've tried all sorts of, of guys at that position, and they even traded up to draft one. And now they're left with a guy who they took at the end of a draft, and they believe in him, and they think he's good enough, and and he probably is with that team. But if he do, if he's incapable of bringing him back from a deficit, say – that's the only way they're going to lose the game. Um, then, and and again, I believe Kyle Shanahan uh, is 0 for 36 when trailing by eight or more points in the fourth quarter. 
if if you fall behind and lose a playoff game because you stuck with a quarterback that can't bring you from behind, that's your fault. That's your mistake. I I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I think you're right, and those those numbers are damning. It's for a head coach, for anybody part of that. I, I just look at it almost in in a real practical way. Is there any scenario under which that the outcome of the 49ers game, if they lose, will affect Kyle Shanahan and his job status? No. But is there any scenario that could happen with the 49ers and losing that game that could affect Brock Purdy's job status? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you're you're temporary if you are the reason the – 49ers can't get over the okay. top right. as much as he's accomplished they're more likely to go into the offseason if they have a bad loss that everybody's talking about in San Francisco that they can't over Brock Purdy's in more job jeopardy than Kyle Shanahan oh, I, I agree with that but I'm saying he's the guy making these calls and if he's wrong then what were you doing all along and why were you teasing the whole fan base and he's got to win a, a Super Bowl despite drafting the wrong quarterback and and thinking that Trey Lance was going to be the guy. If they win the quarter, if they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, it's not so much Brock Purdy being great. It's God Shanahan's. He knows all. He's well, so great. to be determined, right? I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if Brock I, Purdy I mean, is look. the reason, that would be a great that would be a great debate in San Francisco, and I would love to see that because of what it would mean to all the other quarterbacks who will be given an opportunity to manage games and win championships because Brock Purdy did it. But in my mind, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe that'd be great for you know Tyson Bajan. But in my mind, <laughs> I don't think I wasn't thinking him. Well, I know you love him. I wasn't and, thinking him. But in my mind, and that that means no quarterback needed. We're not even going to keep Justin. We're just going to Bajan because he's that Purdy, and that's how you win a Super Bowl. No, uh, but in my mind, again, the quarterbacks have to play well to to advance. Lamar Jackson needs to take his MVP season and turn it into a Super Bowl MVP season. And and the uh, the Niners need to win because of their quarterback. Josh Allen, maybe more than anyone, needs to show that he is a playoff MVP type guy. That's what he needs to show. If he somehow fumbles the ball a couple times, no one's going to say, well, it was really cold and there was snow. They're going to say, guy can't win. And, and I, I just think... That was Dak's problem. I don't know how his coach survived that, but that is kind of what we're looking at here. And I was I was stunned that the Browns' defense didn't turn up in that game. And I wonder how we're going to feel if Roquan and company don't turn up in this game because that seems like the easiest triumph of the week, frankly. Yeah, it could be because the Ravens are positioned to take care of business and the Texans are basically – their season has been made. Yeah, and They're, they won at home. Yeah. It's not like they won on the road. You know, uh, Green Bay won on the road. If I'm if I'm San Francisco, I'm kind of a little like, wow, there are a lot – you know, he's described it, uh, did Shanahan. He talked about watching the game and they were ready and then they get to halftime they're like, oh, boy – We've prepared for the wrong team during our week off and then start working on Green Bay because 
man, they're playing a lot better than they were earlier in the year, and the quarterback's been excellent. He has been excellent. I wonder what happens if, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. He 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 also has the knock against him that you you know not a great postseason quarterback. You look at the numbers. What will the rhetoric be? What will the narrative become if the Ravens win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson at quarterback? And I said this back at the beginning yep. of the postseason when we look at the Ravens and you start to have Justin Fields supporters in Chicago. That's will you point. make the connection? Yeah. And will anybody use that as the as the reason or as you know compelling evidence to convince the Bears to stick with the status quo? and bring Justin Fields back the longer the Ravens stay alive in the postseason. And, and, you know, Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation earlier in the year, and then they they lost some games, and um, and that ended. But I think he could be really good in these playoffs. But it's not like just him. It's the guys around him that make him uh, a, a guy you can win with. And it has to do with both sides of the ball. He's still on like a very cheap contract. And that's an important thing to consider when you're talking about rookie deals. He's on as, as cheap of a contract as you could possibly be. The last guy drafted yep. is got the lowest contract of any <laughs> anybody in that draft. So you can have money to spend on all of the weapons. And that's what John Lynch has done successfully. Built that defense. So they do have a complimentary approach they they run the football really well and yep. they they have playmakers with Debo Samuel who is their DJ Moore mm-hmm. and they have a tight end that makes an impact and so oh yeah this mo- got it's a, the most they complete got the team. best running back in football right it's yeah with with C-Mac I sure. think that and we can call him C-Mac because we wear the same clothes so I think when you have Hippie Cowboy in the backfield he's the guy you trust he's the guy that's going to be easy to give the ball to 15 to 20 times. He's got to have 15 to 20 touches, I think, this weekend. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of people that want to check in. 312-644-6767. We're going to get to your calls next. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio. 6-7 to the score. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
And we were already in here, so, you know, we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hit up a couple teams, but started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team. I don't think he's really watched film because uh, you mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. He must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about, but he's, uh, he's a good player, but... Yeah, just got to do a little bit more film study. <laughs> it's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he's uh, he's the worst quarterback uh, in the playoffs, right? I I think that if you look at the numbers, you could you could maybe make that argument if you look at the profiles. But you're talking about a guy who's coming off a four thousand yard season with twenty eight touchdowns and sixty four percent completion percentage. That's pretty good to be the worst. But you look at the other, you know, the AFC, yeah, Mahomes, Allen, and you look at C.J. Stroud and Lamar Jackson, okay, he's not going to be better than anybody there. So, uh, okay. How about in the NFC? He, he's, who would you rather have winning a game for, the, for your playoff team, Baker Mayfield or Brock Purdy? Okay, so I looked it up during the break. Uh, Brock Purdy – makes $985,000 in base salary and he gets like 29 or 20 maybe 15 more in some kind of uh, show up bonus that he got so so here is the list let let me just give it to you because I think it's fascinating the Niners spend the least amount of money at the quarterback position in the league according to spot track that's a million dollars. The Washington Commanders are next at 1.1. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are next at 4.1 million. Then come the Patriots, 5.9. And then the Bears check in at $6.9 million spent on the quarterback position. Now, the Niners, oh, uh, they have dead cap. Uh, for uh, Trey Lance of $5.4 million, but it doesn't count. Their, their actual roster is a million dollars. The highest spent money at the quarterback position, the Dallas Cowboys have invested $67.6 million in the quarterback. The Cleveland Browns are next at $65 million, then the Chiefs at 58.3. I mean, we could keep going. There are playoff teams that are that are that are um, spending a ton of money at the quarterback position, but I don't know that they're getting the bang for the buck when you consider a million dollars for basically your starting quarterback in San Francisco. In so Rockford. you asked the question: Is Baker Mayfield the worst quarterback in the playoffs? So is is that? Do you think he is because left, of that? Yeah, left. Well, I mean. I think he might be. Um, he's on what his fourth team. I, I'm just. I listen. It's extraordinary that they've won and gotten to this point. But I think Brock. I I can't tell you Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, not when he's worth this much for what they're paying for. I think he's a. I think he's a really solid. Player. I think there's a difference between. Uh, 
he's among the best bargains because of the team he's on, the offense he runs. Oh, he's the best. He's bargain. the best bargain. Yeah. But I don't know that he's the guy that you expect um, the most out of this weekend. I think he's also maybe the guy you expect the least out of this weekend. Right. I, I, as much as I like and respect everything he's done since coming into the league, and certainly last year you were pulling for him maybe in a different way. But if there's one quarterback, if we're making a list of guys who – you could envision falling short of expectations this weekend. Brock Purdy might be the first quarterback listed. Baker Mayfield's – I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield guy. I never have been, especially yeah. since he was drafted where he was and now he's on his fourth team. But the numbers speak for themselves. 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns. He's had a very good year for a playoff team, so you have to give him credit. I think he's more likely to play well – this weekend, then, you know, if you're ranking the quarterbacks, it may, maybe he's he's just slightly ahead of expectations than than Purdy. I I, I don't even think that makes sense to say because the 49ers are the class of the NFC. But I could envision Purdy having a tough day if Joe Barry comes after him in ways that you know teams haven't been able to. 19 teams spend more than 20 million at the quarterback position in the 32 team NFL. I would argue that maybe uh, the Chiefs spending 58 million have the best bargain at quarterback because they win because of that guy. And he's consistent and he's a great player and he's the best quarterback in the league. And he might be the best quarterback left in the playoffs. They have the best investment. At that oh, yeah. position, no, yeah. no question. And how old is he? 27, 28? I mean, yeah, that's still a young that's, guy. That's a money well spent. Yes. I, I don't know yes. if it's a bargain of $58 million. That's a ton of it's dough. It's a lot of money. Especially when you talk about what that means for the rest of your salary cap. But they're defending champions. And yeah. He's won a couple, and right. he's been in the title game all the time. I, I'm just saying. But, but yeah, the 49ers, the idea that – that the that two of the bottom three quarterback spending teams in the league are still in the playoffs is kind of extraordinary, and and you know Brock Purdy, it's based on his his fit into what they do. Now you can ask yourself: Is the coach fitting everything for him, or does he fit what they want to do? You know what I mean? It's a pretty interesting idea. I think probably he fits what they want to do. Yeah. And that's why he was drafted. Right. That's why he got the opportunity. And that's the way he's tailored his career. But his his job description is much different than many of the quarterbacks left in the field. His job description is don't get us beat. Right. Other guys is go win us a game. Right. You know, and, and there's a difference. It's, it's, as, it's as stark of a contrast as it is trying not to lose and going out to win. When you have a quarterback that I think Brock Purdy, now some people may push back against this. We haven't watched all 17 games of his season, but seen enough to know that he's got kind of like a, referred to it as a football Hippocratic oath. First, do no harm. Then you can, <laughs> then, then the rest is like, okay, great. Then you can help fix us, save us, do what we need to do, but don't cut there. Don't do that. Yes. Don't get us beat. Football Hippocratic oath. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, here's the thing. What I think is fascinating is, C.J. Stroud, right? He is the highest-drafted quarterback left. Wasn't he a second overall pick last year? So 
you look at the guy, you know, there's a lot of first rounders left. Baker was first overall. Oh, Baker was first yeah. overall. And, My but, God, but that's this is, true. This is his I'm doing fourth, this off the top of But this of my is his head. fourth team. Right, but he was the first yeah. overall player he, selected. He was. So, I mean, that's a cautionary tale. Wow. You can look at it and spin it however you want. You can look at C.J. Stroud wild. as, boy, you got to you you gotta gotta get pounce. him high and you got to jump. The Panthers but, regret not picking him first because right. he went second. And then you look at it like, well, you know what? He could have been Baker Mayfield who was picked first, too. Every example – can help you defend an argument if you're looking for evidence to defend your argument. And and I believe um, Josh Allen was the seventh overall pick. Uh, Mahomes went tenth, right? Did he go tenth or eleventh? And um, and I think uh, Lamar Jackson was the last pick of the first round. He went thirty second. But other than that, you know, you got to look at all these guys and where they came from and how they got there. And um, yeah, Jordan Love is is ex- yeah. exceeding expectations and, and he was having success. He yeah. was a first round pick, but he sat three years. Not yes, a lot did. of people are going to do that. Not many quarterbacks have that luxury. And it was tough while he was doing that, I'm sure. And I'm sure that there were times where, like, get me out of Green Bay. I do not want to watch Aaron oh. Rodgers, and I don't want to talk to him anymore either. <laughs> I'm sure there were also times when they were like, we got to get him out of Green Bay because he's a super nice guy. But we're not going to be able to go to him, right? Yeah. I mean that—that that was the belief, and now yeah. here you are, and look—he's blossoming as the season ends. Who else? Where else were these guys taken? It's just amazing. Baker Mayfield is the second highest-paid quarterback in the playoffs, um, and he is the first overall pick of his draft. It's mm-hmm. wild. It's wild. Golf was also. Uh, yeah, a guy there. Golf was, you know, a, was he's, the he number was first one, overall but pick. he's now live now, yeah. and um, and he's, you know, Stafford is making a fortune, like he's a very highly paid quarterback, and they gave up Golf, and two picks, right, two first round picks for him. It's a lot, of, a lot of invested, but Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff are. It's a matchup between two guys who know what it's like to be picked first overall. To have those expectations and fail to meet them, You're right? Golf and to move on, and to try to pick up the pieces and salvage a career, and they're both doing quite well. So, who would you rather have, Goff, on his second team, Mayfield on his fourth, or uh, the second overall pick on his first team? Oh, there's no doubt. I'd rather have C.J. Stroud of those three. There's not not even a that's not even a debate. Of, of Goff and and Baker Mayfield, I think the the advantage would go to Jared Goff. I think he's just more. Of uh, the type of the, the type of quarterback you can win with, and I, it's not a, a Baker Mayfield bias or anything, but head to head, I'd take Jared Goff. <laughs> Those are the two first overall picks still in the playoffs. That's hysterical. Yeah, so just going through this, I, um, that blows my mind a little bit. No, just a little bit. Tiny bit, how guys get into the league, where they end up, and what is going to happen in these games. Well, you, you have know? two first, yeah. In, in the NFC, you have those guys. You have a first round draft pick in love, and then you have the guy in Brock Purdy, who is, you know, obviously Mister Irrelevant. That's been well documented. So, everybody's got a different path. I, I think that when you look at, you know, if you're the Bears and you're trying to apply it to your own situation, you. You get all kinds of texters and and people saying, well, they have examples of number one overall picks that don't fare well. 
you know, it's every year the, the narrative changes and you have different evidence to kind of apply to whatever argument you're trying to make. 312-644-6767. We're going to get to your calls next. Mully and Hall on the score. Jordan Love, wow. That was, that's about all I can say, Pete, is wow. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. And that is uh, the voice of Matt LaFleur talking about his quarterback and the victory in Dallas last week. Yes. and um, Wow, indeed. Yep. Jordan Love. Wow. Love is a four-letter word in Chicago. I mean, that is bad. Bad to see. He's, I think he helped a girl in the snow this week. Did I saw that, that too. He's doing everything. Yeah, he can he's do making it all. all the right decisions. Someone got snowed in. He stopped and helped. Yeah, he just is somebody that I think is a bit of a surprise to people that wondered at the beginning of the season, as I did, that if whether whether he would be able to take that step. And for the first half of the season, those doubts were reinforced, and then something changed. Something clicked. Maybe it coincided with a lot of people say the running game got better, took some of the pressure off him, but he was accurate, he was efficient, and he became explosive. That's a, that's a good passing attack because of him. Not because the receivers are good, but they're not elite as a group. He just makes all of them better, and that is something that from a Chicago perspective you've seen before, but you didn't expect it to, to see it again this quickly in Green Bay. Yeah, I wondered whether the snow would slow him down, and apparently he can help other people right now. So <laughs> I'll stop myself. Uh, let's get to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Mark's in South Bend. Hey, Mark. Hi, David. Hi, uh, Molly. Uh, what the Bears are trying to do, bring in a new offensive coordinator, whether they draft a new quarterback or not, something that can work. With uh, Justin Fields, they're repeating history. In 1981, they brought aboard Ted Marshall Broda hmm. to help Vince Evans into becoming a better quarterback. At the time, Neil Armstrong was in his fourth year. Hmm. Is a year before uh, Dick uh, and McMahon came aboard. But they're repeating history, whether they draft a quarterback or not, with an old offensive coordinator. And I always said, Getz uh, or uh, Eberflus should have been fired. He lost three games, which kept the Bears out of the playoffs. And he was a scapegoat. And they're just trying something they tried in 1928 with Jim Sinks. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, well, they they, Thanks, Mark. they lost 10 games. I mean, that's the way you get fired in the NFL. <laughs> Did he say 1928 in Jim Finks? No, I I think he's... I think he, I think he did at the end there. Oh, did he? Yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark we love your calling and listening all the time. I don't see a parallel between Ted March or Broda and uh, Luke Getze or 1981 and 2024. I, 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 there are so many other examples that you could point to in Bears' right. offensive coordinator experiments, and there's been a lot of experiments. The list of the last 10 offensive coordinators is enough to make you have a headache. Uh, so the search continues. Nine guys have been interviewed. Cliff Kingsbury is the latest today, mm -hmm. according to Albert Breer, going to be interviewed in Los Angeles by the Bears brass. And to me, he's the most intriguing one right now. He's, to me, he's, he's the guy that brings you uh, a different type of play caller, a different profile 
for an assistant coach. That's why I'm intrigued. Uh, let's try John. John's in Hammond. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, second time caller. I'm trying to find out. I think I might have missed something about why can't they keep Justin Field and draft Caleb Williams? Well, I, I mean, um, you know, you could. There's nothing barring them from doing so. It's It would just be unconventional. And, um, you know, when do you want Caleb Williams on the field? You know, um, I don't think you're going to pick up the option year for fields, but you could keep him and pay him $6 million roughly for next year and keep him in the starting job until you eventually uh, bring in um, Caleb Williams. The problem would be if you want to get anything for fields, you'd have to do it at the trade deadline, and I don't know how much you're going to get there for a guy who can finish a season somewhere. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's traditionally not done in the NFL. We've talked about how, you know, the way you develop quarterbacks doesn't necessarily work. So uh, other people have suggested doing that. I don't know. I, I think, though, if you kind of ended up trading down and giving up the the first overall pick, you could get a quarterback later in the draft that you like and maybe keep fields and have another I, That's back. a different scenario. Yeah. What you're it's a bad idea. Very unusual. If you're drafting first overall, you take the franchise quarterback if you can, if you're if you're fortunate enough to be in that position once in a career, that's great. If you have it twice and you pass it up, Ryan Poles is putting his career and his and his job on the line. I don't think it's it's wise because you're not really investing hope in either guy by saying you know, we're going to draft guy number one overall and we're going to keep our incumbent. If you're going to do that traditionally, you would trade down and maybe if you take somebody later in the first round, maybe after 15 or whatever. Look at Lamar Jackson. He was drafted 30th when they had Joe Flacco. That was smart because of what they were able to do. They were already good. The Bears aren't good. They need a quarterback. You've got a chance to get one now. And keeping two just doesn't seem like a good idea. Have you ever heard anyone identify themselves as a second-time caller before? Feel free to keep calling. I have not. There's no limit. Yeah, I have not. I look forward to a third call. Second-time caller. It's funny. I don't know if I'm looking forward to a third call. Wow, look at you. I'm just saying. Look at you. Your cruelty to the listeners probably why not we only Not cruel to the have, listeners. I just disagree. I think it's a bad idea. Callers. Polite, but not, that doesn't mean we have to agree <laughs> with them. Polite. I would like if every caller just identified call, yeah, how many times yeah. they called. Oh, the my show. gosh. That would be amazing. This is Kevin from Palatine, the 3,657th time caller. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Um, I like, I like, you see, Peoria Matt, he said he's 34,000 texter. Did he say that? <laughs> I think it's a low estimate. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Take the under. Oh, God. Are they ever going to hire a, a coordinator? Or yeah, I know you don't care. I'm just curious. They've, you know, this is the ninth candidate. I, you know, I'm not trying to be impatient. And I, I wonder if that means, uh, as Big Z suggested, they're just, they have someone they want to interview who might be in the playoffs, so they've got time, and they're just bringing guys in. 14 jobs are and they're open. Going to them. 14 play callers yeah. are yet to be hired. I don't know the Bears get anything of value from being first or even 
you know, doing it before next week. There's any deadlines are arbitrary and I think self-imposed. You yeah. look at the list of guys and the dates in the calendar when they were hired last year. I think Bobby Slowick Jr. was hired in February um, in Texas in Houston for the Texans. There's no rhyme or reason when you have a, a, a job in a profession with that much turnover. You'd oh. like you'd like to have it nailed down, maybe, but I don't. I don't think I don't think it matters. But normally, someone might attract your attention, and you might slow the roll because you liked someone. I'll be very curious. I would imagine they'll go with the second round of interviews, right? So they have gone to people. They'll interview uh, Cliff Kingsbury in L.A. today, as you mentioned. Do you then fly him in next week if you like what you heard, or are they not? Are they not getting two second interviews anytime soon? I think they probably will narrow it down to second round. That would make sense, especially with the the net cast as wide as it is. So you're going to get, you know, you could be talking double digit candidates. You probably narrow it down to three, and and bring them in and let them see Hallis Hall, let them show them around, see what the comfort level is with the other staff. You know, you're keeping your offensive line coach, you're keeping your tight ends coach. So and introduce them to them. The tight end coach, I think, was also on Kingsbury's staff in Arizona. So that is one connection that they have. And I wonder if that will play a role. Not sure. Texter's saying this. You guys need to comment on how you said keeping Justin and drafting Williams is different than other examples. You can. It's not unconventional to develop a rookie behind a starter. No, it's just a number that, one overall uh, That pick. changes the dynamic. Yes. That's, that, those are different. It's, yes. it, every, every draft position is weighed differently and heavier and yes. so when you're first overall, it's not the same as drafting Jordan Love later in the first round or Lamar Jackson and letting them sit and watch and develop and get ready. You draft a guy number one overall, it's it's plug and play. Let's go. I, that, to me, is the difference. Hmm. All right. We've, uh, we're going to uh, shift gears a little bit. We'll talk about uh, – some of the Cubs' prospects, don't know if you're following, they've got five of the top 50 in baseball. We're going to talk to uh, 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 the uh, Mr. Marquis, Mr. Road to the Cubs, uh, Lance uh, Brozdowski. Next, it's Mully and Haw on the score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.